traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Chingo Blingo with the big tamarindo, the ghetto vaquero, el rey de foreplay, the tamale kingpin, the masa messiah, Mr. Legalized Freedom himself. I am your host. We have producer DJ Big Rock, a.k.a. El Barbón y Más Chingón, and his camera just turned off because it's a Canon. And if you listen to last episode, you know why Canon does that. You know why. Tax purposes, always taking money from the little guy. I'm saying the army of auditors are sabotaging the show. This is RPT, Red Pill Tamales. I know I know some of y'all are like, bro, y'all ain't got an intro jingle yet by now. Y'all ain't got a song. Y'all ain't got something catchy. Chingo ain't on here rapping. Actually, I got in the studio the other day. Yeah? And um, I, I laid down a little, a little verse. I'm, I think I was a little rusty. I, laid, I rushed. I rushed a little hook and a little verse. And we'll see what it morphs into. It, might, it might mighty morph into something else. Uh, I am a comedian. I am on tour. <clears throat> it is Thursday, 18 August, year of our Lord, 2022. My next stop is San Jose, California, August 24th, the day after my B-Day. Yep. You, you hear that, feds? You hear that, alphabet boys? I know y'all got all my info. Come catch the show. Come catch these hands. Catch these laughs. San Jose, August 24th. Chicago, Chirac, I will see you. Mayor Lightfoot, you are invited to Zanies. That is August 31st, also a Wednesday. That's what I do. I'm the king of Wednesday shows. Brea, California, September 14th. Oxnard, California, September 15th. Austin, Texas. Speaking of uh, liberal... Liberal shitholes. Speaking of liberal shitholes, I'm coming to Austin, Texas, September 28th. In the Alex Jones documentary, it showed when he, when he was a kid, he moved from Dallas to Austin, uh-huh. and it showed like at the time, you know, he's older than than us. At the time, Austin was like Austin, bro. It was just still very hippie and just small. It didn't get all yuppie and techy mm. and, and homeless and and all that shit. The good times, yeah. Back, you know, make you think of Willie Nelson. Yeah, back in the day. Back when the east side was the hood still, when gentrified. San Antonio, Texas, a whole weekend, September 29th through October 2nd. Salt Lake City, Utah, I will be at Wise Guys, October 7th. We'll see if they cleaned up their uh, homeless issue, downtown Salt Lake. After that, it is Thea Weekend, Thea Gathering. Dun, dun, dun. This is better than the Gathering of the Juggalos. This is the Tamal Intelligence Agency. Some agents will be presented with their stripes. You're going to earn your stripes. Uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, October 8th through the 9th. Stand back, stand by. I'll see you there. Addison, Texas, November 4th through the 6th. That is all I have. That's it. It's only a handful of cities left. Catch a show. Catch a show today. For sure. Um... We left off talking about some interesting stuff about the border and mm-hmm. some other serious topics, but I kind of wanted to kick this one off and throw this to you to keep it a little light. You posted a Bill Maher video in the Discord. Was it the, It was him going in on the casting police, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody was rooting for Bill Maher. Even I was like, yeah. You I mean, know. I, it wasn't a cosign of Bill Maher. It was more like his writers are really good, and he was calling out woke casting, woke Hollywood. Totally. So mm-hmm. you'd know better than anybody when... And you, you cued it up perfectly, his writers, right? So mm-hmm. when he gets his stuff, 
What is the process between the stuff that's on the paper getting to Bill Maher and how much say-so do you think he has in what he says? Um, like if he objected to something, you think he couldn't not say it? Yeah. I think he could. I he think could he could object. not say yeah. it. Just say I'm yeah. not saying that. I think he could. Yeah, definitely. Because at the end of the day, it's still his show, even though it's on HBO. He's a veteran. He How long has it been on HBO? Probably 20, over 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, easily. So... Even even if he may not even be the main priority or the main main star over there, he's still over there. So I don't know. What do you what are you insinuating? Well, that, that he's just a co- a cog in a wheel, just a puppet. Well, I've been saying this, and I even put in our in our notes here because I wanted to make sure to read this specifically. After his Rogan appearance, Rob said, and this is how I wrote it: I don't trust that guy. He's super disingenuous, mm-hmm. and I stand by that because you know he was talking about you know starting that podcast he was doing Club Random or whatever he calls it. And uh, just his takes over the years, especially over the last five years since Trump came into office, it's like, where's the wind blowing? Where's it, where's it going? That's where I'm going. That's where I'm at. Just without a regard for what he actually stands for. So he needs a key? Yeah. So he, no regard. Yeah. Uh-huh. Disingenuous. And anyway, he, he went on a, a rant on Monday about uh, Crowder, you know, okay. and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Crowder fan myself, but he kind of took a jab at the term podcasting too because uh, Crowder had said after the raid, after Trump raid, right, he was like, this means war, you know, sleep not peacefully or something, something like that, something, you know, supposed to be just ironic because it was going to be like, okay, we're going to get people armed with the information they need to make voting decisions kind of thing. But everyone apparently in, in legacy media took it as he meant actual war. Yeah, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to compile this and be hypersensitive. Yeah. So I actually have a clip here of it and I wanted to play it for you because I didn't know if you'd seen it. And it was in that same um, episode, I believe, where he roasted Logozamo for being such a fucking pansy about mm-hmm. casting and all that. But let me find it here for you. So what did he say about Crowder? I'm going to play the clip for you, actually, so you know exactly, and I'm not just uh, making this shit up. Dozen people protest. Yes, the holy man Donald Trump was insulted. So now all across the right wing media, it's war. They're literally using this word, civil war, war. (laughs) There's a right wing podcaster, I think, named Stephen Crowder, said, sleep well, tomorrow is war. And then tomorrow came and there was no war. (laughs) Unless by war he means more podcasting. Hilarious. Hilarious. War. There's a dozen people protesting MAGA people outside of Mar-a-Lago. That was their war. The first battalion of the MAGA brigade. (laughs) Based out of Fort Starbucks. Trump put out a statement, my beautiful home is under siege. (laughs) Even Lindsey Graham was like, girl, relax. Yeah. Lindsey Graham. Yeah. (laughs) He ain't the tip of the spear. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, he, it was that. And uh, there's another compilation of him himself using the term war. Like a lot of leftists have used over the past. Like everyone uses, like when, when somebody says fight like hell, the way Trump did at that speech, or now, you know, Crowder uses it as a shirt, as a shirt. It's, I don't understand why they took it so damn literal just to get, you know, people riled up for no fucking reason. Well, for one, his show format is like this late night talk-esque mm-hmm. kind of show. So they have to crank out, like they gotta, the writers gotta write funny shit. And it's like, okay, what can we say about this? Okay, uh, Trump got raided. A lot of people on the right saying war. There's a guy, we'll just call him a podcaster. And now as you're writing your joke, you're like, like for example, 
Fort Starbucks. Like we can go on and on. General Frappuccino. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can add. You can add to like the, he said battalion. So this is a dozen people outside of Mar-a-Lago. That's the first battalion. Like who is y'all? Who are y'all's Navy SEALs? Yeah. You could just extrapolate humor. So for one, we we can't forget that his audience is lefties, right? It's Democrats, whatever. And of course, he earns a couple points here and there. He stays relevant every Friday. He's going viral because he'll throw in something about has the left gone too far? How many pronouns do we really need? Or whatever he'll say that'll be like a little jab at the radical left or yeah. something. And then you know, people like myself even will be like, dude, see, even Bill Maher knows you guys are fucking taking it too far, bro. The left left me, Rob. Dude, the fucking left left me. Um, so we have to just remember, like, I don't think he was ever ultra MAGA. You know, I, no, I, by like, no means. Like, in other words, don't get your pom poms out over Bill Maher. And hey, if anything, that was a I nice shout like out. Well, that was a nice shout out to Steve Crow- Steven Crowder. For sure. For sure. Um, his live studio audience, they're probably being told when to laugh, when to clap. They, I don't even know if like, if they quiz them at first, like, so how long you been a Bill Maher fan? Or just to be like, we need the lefties in here that are going to fucking cheer Mm. when they say some stupid shit. Because when Coleon Noir was on there making a ton of sense Mm -hmm. saying like, we have the right to bear arms and our forefathers and it's the second amendment. And, and, um, of course, Bill Maher's like, but do you really need an AR-15 or whatever? What do you think the crowd's going to do? They're not going to clap for shit with anything Coleon Norris says. Yeah. No, yeah. his uh, He's got to be one of the most unlikable late night hosts these days, just based off his delivery, I would say. Like, it's so, it's like he's, I don't know if, if Showbiz did it, because he's always been like this, or what did it, but his uh the essence of what a late night host kind of is is like not in him anyway he's just so dry he's like you can't say anything about him as, as a matter of fact bill Maher. yeah he is very like smug yes like yes uppity yes and just keep in mind that like you said his delivery mm-hmm. you know this old jewish cat right been on hbo for damn near 30 years right he's gonna deliver things like that that's his <laughs> style it's almost like he's He's putting his nose up. Totally. And he's looking down at anyone who would listen to Steven Crowder and these right-wing podcasts with their fake little war. Did you listen to him on Rogan when he was on, by chance? I couldn't stomach it. Okay. Well, at the end of it, at the very, very end, literally, like, the outro music's playing, you know, Jamie cues it up, and Rogan's like, oh, have you seen... I don't know what brought it up, but he what prompted it, but he was like, have you seen Kyle Dunnigan do his impression of you? (gasps) And Bill was just like... No, I don't know who that is. And he's like, you have, you don't know who that is? He's like, no. He's like, oh, you got to see it. It's, and Rogan's just like like a comic that knows what's funny, wanting to bring up something to chat about before they, they leave. And then he start, he's like, Jamie, pull it up. And he's like, we don't have to pull it up. We really don't. And I was like, no, you want to see this. It's hilarious. He goes, and Bill was like, yeah, maybe for you. He was like, no, you'll think it's funny. <laughs> And then Rogan finally, he's like, all right, fine, we don't have to pull it up. And, you know, Bill was just like, just shot it down, didn't go with it, didn't, he stepped all over it, right? And it's like, you can't, he's the guy who will make fun, but cannot be made fun of. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, that's lame. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. No, so, I, 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 yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan, but he does have some good writers, you know, because they got to crank that shit out. And I do, I did like what he said about Leguizamo. He could have went in deeper. He went in pretty hard, yeah. But he he left that. I mean, there was so much juice to squeeze out of that fucking lemon. Yeah. But uh, he left it alone. Like he didn't show the uh, 
like the Asian, the stereotypical Asian thing in the in the one movie Leguizamo was in. What was that? Was I, get, that, was I think that, that was the past. I think that was the past. I, I never really watched that one, but I heard it was good. Um, I, I, he might have made fun of the Tu Wong Fu, but the whole thing is just woke and stupid. Speaking of your boy <laughs> Leguizamo and woke and stupid, there was a tweet. Um, sorry, I can't credit it too, but I think it was Juan Big Stoner maybe posted on the Discord where Leguizamo tweeted out, "This is so reductive. We are bringing." And this is in reference to uh, a Smithsonian exhibit for Hispanics. Did you see this by chance? No. So. Um, here it is for you. This is so reductive. We are bringing a thousand years of our empire's achievements, inventors, artists, pioneers, scientists, the whole cornucopia of our contributions to America and the world. So apparently there is a um, museum. I actually brought an article from the Hill. The Smithsonian's Latino exhibit is a disgrace. So that's what Leguizamo is writing in reference to. And So somebody called it a disgrace and then he said you're being reductive because, right. because we brought all our culture and science and, and leaders and thank you for getting that right away because it took me a second to like I, I was thinking who is he who's he rooting for and who's he saying didn't do a good job so this is the article from the hill <laughs> and um it's interesting because a lot of the people that wrote this were from the texas heritage foundation and pe- like it was texan hispanic texans who were writing about this and here in the first uh, first sentence here for you, a new Latino exhibit at the National Museum of American History, NMAH, offers an unbashedly Marxist portrayal of history, religion, and uh, economics. It is quite frankly disrespectful. Its only redeeming quality is that it makes clear why the forthcoming National Museum of the American Latino must not be funded. So it goes into this whole... I, I, I was completely unaware. I don't know where this uh, museum is going to be, but um, it's... It depicts nothing positive of Hispanic culture in America. All it is is literally oppressed, oppressed, oppressed. America sucks, sucks, sucks. And your boy Johnny Legs is over here just saying that it's so reductive. We're bringing so many other things to it. But if you read the article and it's from the Hill, it is outrageous, the shit that they had left it. I mean, it, they left it. What's an example of like America bad, uh, Latinos oppressed? So among the tendendacious or downright false assertions in the Latino exhibit at the NAM uh, are that the United States stole one-third of Mexico in 1848. Cubans came here seeking economic opportunity, not escaping uh, communist barbarism. The Texas Revolution was a defense of slavery against an abolitionist Mexico. Left-wing Marxist dictators, including Fidel Castro, Hugo Chavez, um, Elias Calles, and Daniel Ortega, are not named even once. So it's just kind of really rewriting, you know, a section of history for those woke ideologues that would want to root for this and say, yeah, yeah, more of that. Ain't that something? Uh, Hopefully more Latinos, you know, Americans, really, you know, Mexican-Americans, Latin-Americans, will start to pick up on game with these these little games that they play, like culture war type stuff, Mm -hmm. where they're going to package it as a Hispanic heritage museum. But really all you're getting is a soft take on Castro, you know, they trying to omit certain things. This was perfect right here. The Latino exhibit, by its own admission, reduces the identity and history of Hispanics in the U.S. to a struggle for justice, mostly centered on advancing the leftist agenda on labor, education access, fair housing, and more recently, immigration and the justice LGBT rights. Uh, this, of course, is nothing else but the classic culturally Marxist narrative of social confrontation. So, it, so it's just some straight Marxist shit. What do y'all think is in universities? It's everywhere. It, it's obviously made it into the feds. You I know mean, what I'm saying? The brown vote is so is so important to these people, and they're going to do anything to brainwash you into thinking that they're the people to vote for. That's my point. Yeah, their thing is, you're oppressed. Vote for us. We're going to save you. Yeah. 
How to- racist is that? <laughs> right. Bitch, this is America, ho. We got nothing but opportunity. This, you know, like, I saw this one video, man. It was, um, man, I think the channel is called like RFK Family or something. But it's like a black dude in a gaming chair, and he's like chiming in on stuff. And he played a, uh, he played a clip of this. Um, I don't know if they're part of his channel or mm-hmm. he was just chiming in, but like, it was a young black kid dressed like MAGA. He was mm. just MAGA down, MAGA hat. And it was like a man on the street type thing where they took him to a campus. It might have been a university, mm-hmm. it seems. It might have been high school. But it was basically like, hey, uh, I'm here with my friend. He he needs a date for prom or something. Any of you guys? And this one black girl's like, I don't date maggots, right? It's like a derogatory for, oh, okay. for MAGA. <laughs> and they're like, why are you calling him a maggot? She's like, because we don't like Trumpers and Trumpanzees. And like, she was all woke. And they start having this debate. And my point is, the kid was really good at divert at a uh, debate because he was like, mm. "Oh, that's a red herring," you know, blah blah blah. He's pointing out every logical fallacy, and he was even saying things like he was debunking stuff on the spot. He was um, like data about uh, white cops killing black people. He mm. was just like, it was only you know, I forget what it was. He's like, "Do y'all know how many was this year?" And everyone's like, oh, "A lot," and he's like, nine. It was nine, but the media, wooty wooty woo, and are we even going to talk about black on black crime? Oh no, see, no, see, you a maggot and this and that, and shut up, Uncle Tom. Like motherfuckers were all about emotion. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he was saying, he said, "I'm not African American." They're like, "Oh," even the white kids that were like spectators, like a little battle. They're just like, "Oh, this fucking guy, he's a, such a sellout." He's like, "I'm American." What a mind fuck. Yeah. What, what a reframe. To like, I remember I said that on that compilation, like mm, I'm American, like on that thing that they, oh, they, they took they out, out of context. context. But he was basically saying like, I'm, I've never been to Africa. He's like, I'm American. He's like, I have a company. I employ like X amount of people. It would sound big as fuck. Mm-hmm. And 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 um, and he said something like, There's no better country to live in if you're black, if you're a person of color, like. If you're gay. Anything. He's like, this country is still like the shit. And he was getting so much pushback from these poor kids that were just brainwashed. And I I could kind of tell that, I'm being a mind reader, it seemed like he was getting through to this one female, this one black girl that was like pushing back at first. But like, it looked like you might have got an inkling of like, wait, like cognitive dissonance of like, wait, have they... Have they been lying to me with statistics? And have they sold me a narrative that America's evil, everything's racist, and I'm a victim? And and you, right when he said, I employ 135 people, I got this, it's a $10 million a year landscaping company. He's like, some big shit. And the girl's almost like, fuck, I need to be cool with this guy. Like, he might have some answers. Like, he's not that dumb mm-hmm. wearing his little Trump hat. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. 